Fighting Through Episode 15 The War Poems of Sapper John Frederick Smith More great on published history. They say that life in the army is very fine, but you can't beat the boys of 689. They make you smile when you get browned off. A very good crowd, and each one a toff. This is the World War II poetry of Sapper John Frederick Smith of the British 689 Company, Royal Engineers. Hello again, I'm Paul Chielson of Bill Cheel, whose World War II memoirs have been published by Pen and Sword in Fighting Through from Dunkirk to Hamburg. It seems like every month I'm coming across new material to use in this show, so thank you to all those people to date who've sent material or memoirs or letters in to me. One such person is Rita Cooper. Rita wrote in a while back regarding the episode The Little Ship, The Bee. Uh, her dad was in the BEF and was rescued from Dunkirk. And I'm very pleased to say that Rita sent her dad's very entertaining poetry into me. Rita tells us, Dad was in the Royal Engineers and later joined the Dunkirk veterans, which sadly disbanded as there were so few alive. He was injured by reversing lorry during the retreat, but was rescued on the Canterbury, which we believe was the British Rail cross-channel ferry. He boarded in Dunkirk Harbour and was taken to Chatham in Kent. After that, he spent the rest of his service as a dispatch rider in Scotland. He had two friends, Jimmy and George Wales, who came from County Durham, and they kept in touch for many years. Dad was born in 1914 and lived in the London region. He passed away in 1994. He was married to Annie Renham in 1936 and had three children. There was Violet and Rita herself and the middle child, John, born 14th of April 1940. So listener, I had to read that twice because John's date of birth, 14th of April, meant that Father John would have been in France the day his son was born. Thankfully, the Germans wouldn't have invaded at that point, but can you imagine the feelings going on either side of the channel at the prospect of John Senior meeting his demise? How fortunate he got back to England safely to see his newborn little son. I asked Rita about all this, and she said her dad wasn't allowed back to England for the birth for obvious reasons, but he did manage to send John an embroidered card from France, which he still has as a memento. How good is that? John enlisted for military service with the Royal Engineers in January 1940 at his recruiting centre in Sutton, Surrey, in England. My dad made several references to the engineers in his story, um, always remarking on how crucial their support was in rebuilding roads or bridges, not to mention the role some of them had with bomb disposal and mine clearance. So John went to France with the British Expeditionary Force as a sapper, and he took gun, pencil, paper, and possibly some fag packets with him. So, this is the poetry of Corporal Sapper John Frederick Smith, 1911798, of 689 Company, the Royal Engineers. So this first one is uh, John's poem 
from France with the British Expeditionary Force in 1940, so around the time of Dunkirk. I remember that the early days in France for a lot of the troops was labouring to build airfields like my dad or I guess a variety of fortifications and trenches. So here goes. This poem is called Comrades. We all met in France, out on the old Somme. Went out and came back, no matter where from. Jimmy, George and myself were always three pals. Shared all our fags, our troubles and tales. Worked in the mud and all kinds of weather. Did guards and fatigues, all kinds, together. Went on parade, stood, spit, polish and shine. Whatever we did, wherever we went, we towed the line. It's funny that. War makes all pals like us do things and say things and not cause a fuss. So when it's all over, we hope we can see all people together, like Jim, George and me. The next poem is uh, also a bit about comradeship, uh, which was foremost in most soldiers' minds when they went into battle. It's what you always hear when you read stuff. When we talk about comradeship, I'm always inclined to remember an anecdote about Company Sergeant Major Stan Hollis of the Green Howards, which was my dad's regiment. And uh, when he was uh, awarded his Victoria Cross, the only one awarded on D-Day, when he was asked about his leadership of the troops and uh, goading them into action with all his encouragement and leadership, uh, he turned things round in an interview and said it was really uh, the troops that were leading him. He was scared to let them down and uh, wanted to, to do his best for his mates, really. And uh, that was a wonderful context to put it in. And uh, if anyone's interested in reading or rather listening to that interview, there's a very good CD out which I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's about D-Day and it's extracts from the radio and all sorts, all things that were done live around about the time of D-Day. And uh, if you're going over to France for uh, visit visiting the battlegrounds, for instance, as I did not so long back, to put this CD on in the car and just listen to listening to all the radio stuff coming over. It's like you were there on the day. It really is good. It's a very excellent CD. There's another one in the same series uh, about uh, Dunkirk, which probably isn't as good, but nevertheless one that's worth having. The material on both CDs at times is mixed uh, and some of them, some of the tracks are, are useless really. But to be honest, taken as a whole, there are a couple of CDs I would wholeheartedly recommend. As I say, I will put a link in the show notes and I hope somebody enjoys. Okay, over to the poetry again. This one's called 689, which of course is the number of John's company in the Royal Engineers. They say that life in the army is very fine, but you can't beat the boys of 689. They've all been to France, and most volunteers had more kicks and yankers than they've had cheers. They make you smile when you get round off. A very good crowd, and each one a toff. Always a smile, be it wet or fine. That's the spirit of lads in 689. Never a fight. No harsh words are said, from first thing in morning till time for bed. 
It's a pity that those above us can't say that they wish they were better in every way. But who cares, as long as we're all pals. Don't worry over regs and are hard as nails. When we get parted, we don't know when. The saying will be, they were all jolly fine men. But when the time comes and we all look back, we'll say 689 was best of that pack. That was written in Brixton by John. Uh, Brixton in London during the Blitz with the lads of 689 Company, Royal Engineers. So that was uh, a period after he got back from Dunkirk when the Battle of Britain was raging. London was being bombed. Shells going over his head, no doubt. Right, this is the last one. It's a short one about peace. And it's rather a subtle statement, really, about peace. It's not saying we must have it, but we must pray for it. And I guess if we don't get it, then uh, someone will have to pay for it. Peace. In these days of trouble and war, whether we be rich or very poor, let us hope that when we pray, we pray for peace to come and stay. Why should we have to kill and slaughter someone's loving son or daughter when we were born to love and cherish, not to take up arms to kill or perish? Again, that was written by John in the thick of the London Blitz, 1940. That's your lot. I wonder if John, in his wildest dreams, ever thought his compositions would be read out loud to a large audience. So good on you, John. Many thanks for your contribution. And many thanks to his daughter, Rita, for taking the trouble to send it in, together with various photos you'll find in the show notes at fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk. If anyone else has any poems, anecdotes, memoirs they'd like to hear on the show, please don't hesitate to get in touch. There's no obligation. Next episode. Bubbling under in the not-too-distant future, we've got more coffee with veteran Wolf Shaw, who's going to regale us with some more entertaining war talk from North Africa and Normandy. Anyone who's listened to Wolf's previous chat in episode four will know how full he is of entertaining stories. And... I've got some more great photos to go with this as well. In his own words, Wilf is still trespassing on this planet, so this is a rare opportunity to hear another first-hand account of the war. And I'm soon going to be covering the most frightening and breathtaking piece of history in a memoir on Gallipoli from the First World War by Fred Reynard, who you may recall was the chap who wrote the Dunkirk B memoir. And you know what? I've just also been sent an enlarged version of the B memoir and I'm currently trying to work out whether or not to merge what are now two versions into one or just to publish the second one on its own. Watch this space. Thank you for listening. This was Fighting Through, episode 15. If you've enjoyed John Smith's war poetry, you might like to take a listen to Doug Gray's D-Day poetry in episode 8, if you haven't already done so. See you soon, listener, and stay with me for the PS. I'm Paul Cheel saying bye-bye now. PS. Just a couple of short ones this time. I must share with you a story about some shoe polishing brushes I've got. I have three of them, and my parents gave them to me many years ago when I first left home. I can remember my dad giving me a lesson on how best to use them, spit and polish like in his army days. 
Well, I've used those brushes loads of times over the years, and it was only the other day that I was inspecting one of them to check which one was for black polish, and blow me, I noticed a marking on them, and it was a WD stamp from the war years, along with Dad's army number 439-0717. One of them was dated 1940. No doubt they polished Major Petch's boots on a regular basis. Maybe they even went to Dunkirk. If you'd like to see them together with some other photographs and the words to John's poems, take a look at the show notes at fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk. If you're on Twitter, please do look me up and follow me sometime. It's Paul Cheel, and there's a link on every page on the website. Uh, I do put all sorts of stuff up on Twitter uh, to do with a podcast and Dad's book and different photographs that you'll find interesting that don't appear anywhere else on my website. So uh, give it a go. Uh, finally, this is a question about the music I use on the show from Dominic Gida. Hello from the States. First off, I love your podcasts. I had a quick question about the name of the song playing in the background of a few of the podcasts. It's the one playing when you're reading some of Monty's D-Day speech. Keep up the great work, Dom. So Dominic, it's great you've emailed me and thank you for that because I do love that music and uh, no one's ever commented till now. So thank you for your kind words. Uh, the track is Sweet Adrenaline by Delicate Beats and I got it from a website called Premium Beat. Um, it's a royalty free music site, but it, it wasn't totally free. They never tell you these things, but I'm putting a link to premiumbeat.com in the show notes. Uh, out of interest, the intro I use is Our Mighty Hearts. The sad one is called Heading Home. And the outro I selected is called In Victory. All great music in my opinion, and I daren't tell you how long I spent choosing it, but it was literally days. I'll include a link to all these tracks in the show notes. I'm about to use Sweet Adrenaline for the outro, so if you like it, stay connected. I'm going to play the whole thing right through. If you want to hear Monty again, it's episode 10 about Dunkirk Little Ship The Bee. Bye-bye now, see you soon. Enjoy Sweet Adrenaline. <laughs> 